Hey friends, I'm Sierra. And I'm Caitlin. And we're friends. But we've never met each other in real life. That's because technology allows you to feel like you're virtually best friends with everyone that you meet online, which is pretty cool. Through storytelling, we're able to learn about others' passions and drives and learn what makes them unique. We want to hear your story so that we can become virtually best friends. Hey there, VBFs. Welcome back to another episode of Virtually Best Friends Pod. It is so good to have you here. And we are at the beginning of June. Sierra, how are you doing? First of all, how exciting. I feel like I say this almost every time, but oh my goodness, how are we already halfway through the year? Like that doesn't make sense to me. Right. I think time just really is just a weird construct. I don't know. Honestly, I think I'm just still messed up from. 2020 kind of pseudo existing. And Mm -hmm. so my body doesn't track years and times the way it used to. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, I could not agree more. Actually, I was thinking about a good metaphor for it. And I just watched Thor Ragnarok. And the time with like the Grandmaster when they're on the planet, I feel like that is so relatable because you just don't know where the passage of time has gone at this point. So Not to nerd out, but here we are. Anyway, let's just jump right into it. We're at the beginning of a brand new month. Sierra, what is your thumbs down? Um, My thumbs down would have to be, and it's something really small and really silly, but one of the things that I put on my May bucket list, maybe it was my April bucket list, was that I wanted to try to grow um, something that you can consume. So basically some type of plant that I could use and and grow and nurture, but also like can consume it. So it's kind of a circular situation. Well, um, I got two different mint plants. One of them was a spearmint and one of them was a chocolate mint. And my spearmint just automatically, almost automatically died. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, I mean, I still had some hope for it. So it's honestly still living on my windowsill, but it is not um, doing good. And then my chocolate mint was hanging in there, but mm, it looks like it's kind of on its way out. We'll, we'll see. We'll give it a little more time and um, see if I can keep her going. That's such a bummer. Also, weird question. Does the chocolate mint smell like chocolate? Yes, actually. That's why they call it chocolate mint. Yeah. So it kind of smells like chocolate. It also has like a darker stem, but it's like green. Um, You can still use it like you would use any other mint um, for like, I I thought maybe I can use it for like a tea or um, people were like, oh, it might be great with drinks or to like, I don't know, flavor or something. Or Um, ice cream. Maybe if you're into that. I am not into that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, that's just like my least favorite ice cream flavor. But if it's your favorite ice cream oh, flavor, okay. then like, do you, girl, you go. Like, no Oh, shame. I love chocolate mint. So good. My thumbs down is that the squirrels are driving me nuts. And if you've listened to the podcast, you know that I'm not a squirrel fan. I do not like squirrels. I can't even begin to express to you how much I do not like the squirrels that live on my balcony and constantly pester me. Well, now they are living in my ceiling, which this is not new because a couple years ago on Christmas Eve, I happened to electrocute a squirrel, not on purpose. He just happened to be living in my apartment. And when I flipped the switch that <laughs> turned on the overhead light, this was Christmas Eve. The squirrel, I could literally hear it get electrocuted. It was not what a do you good mean? thing. 
What do you mean you could hear it get electrocuted? Like, did it? Because like- I could hear it go like. Oh, it was terrifying, and it freaked me out. And like, yes, I don't like squirrels whatsoever, but I wouldn't want this to happen to anyone. I will. Let me just put that out there. I'm literally like in tears because, <laughs> like, I'm so sad. Support, <laughs> like, but I he know, lived because I, I could hear him leave. Squirrel people, but like. Right. The poor hmm. the little whimpers. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's a thumbs down. I mean, it's for I sure a thumbs execution down. execution didn't just happen, but still, wow. And this is like a battle that I wage constantly. Like my squirrels will come and climb up. I live on the second floor. They will climb on the outside screens of my apartment so I can see them next to me on my window. Hmm. freaks me out, especially in like the middle of the day, if I'm on a call and you hear something against the window. So freaky. Anyway, so that's my thumbs down. <laughs> that's like me with birds. Um, Cause I live really, yeah. The way my windows are set up um, sometimes like a giant bird. Well, one, sometimes they'll like dive bomb themselves off the roof. And so it kind of seems like, you know, a little, troubling because you're like something's jumping from the roof and it's just like a giant bird and then sometimes they'll just hang out like right on my ledge and they're huge and I'm just sit there and I'm just staring at it so yeah that catches my eye a lot so you're oh my gosh and my birds are always like um nothing wrong with them but they like can freak you out because they're just so fast moving and they're just kind of like always there um maybe they should become friends Maybe we should send our squirrels to your birds. We have plenty of squirrels in Virginia, but thank you. <laughs> uh, I am with your you. Thumbs up? My thumbs up is that there's just so many exciting things. School is done. It feels so good to finally have a break from things. And I've actually been able to have time to read, which has been delightful. And I'm so grateful for the time to be able to read during the day and not feel guilty about it or read at night and not feel guilty about it. So what a freeing feeling. How about you? What's your thumbs up? So my thumbs up is that um, I had the pop-up shop, the ambitiously you pop-up shop. And honestly, I'm just one, just so grateful to be able to have kind of the first experience under my belt. I think that's always kind of a little bit the scary part like you're like what am I what is like what do you expect for this like is this something that I want to continue to pursue um and a lot of times it just takes doing it for the first time for you to kind of like calm your nerves and kind of realize that you can do it once you've tried it once you know um so it's really exciting that I was able to get the first one under my belt and then also I just always am just humbled by the experience um of having someone appreciate my art or like want to have my products in their home. Like that really just blows my mind that people are willing to spend money on my stuff, which sounds weird, but like it it really is a thing. So I'm just really grateful for the experience. And yeah, I feel like I learned a lot and I'm just, I don't know, I'm just still on a high from that. Yay. I'm so excited for you. It's been so cool to watch the journey and your art really is incredible. So many people love it. So major props and praise to you for all you've done. It's been so cool to see. Oh, Caitlin, you're always so nice about it. Um, of course, I mean, I like it. It's just, it's just yeah, thank you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, friends, we have not done a throwback on VBF in a long while. I don't know if you've noticed, but 
we usually do our thumbs up, thumbs down, and then we have been going into our throwback series, and it's been missing the last couple of episodes. So we're bringing it back this episode with this week's throwback, which is our first jobs. Woo. So Sierra and I were talking a little bit about how we're past graduation for most schools at this point and that feeling of getting your very first job. And we were chatting a little bit about our first job that we had that we ever worked at. And I don't know about you, but it was during high school and that feeling of finally being able to work and to do something very self-sufficient was so different. And it was a very foreign feeling at the time, but so gratifying in the same sense. So Sierra, what was your first job? So my first job was working at Five Guys, actually, and not mad at it, to be honest. Um, I love Five Guys, and I got a big appreciate, like grew a big appreciation for the company, um, which is interesting because I feel like a lot of people, when they have a job in the food service, it kind of... Uh, jades them. It kind of like discourages them from ever wanting to really eat at the place again, whether it's something that they see behind the scenes or the company's policies. Um, I just didn't have that experience. And I don't think that it was even that I was young and naive. Um, I had to be in basically every capacity. So one of the things that the five guys model is, is that they want you to do every job like you're not just the cashier you're not just the person that girls the patty and you had to open or you had to close so you're prepping food and all this stuff so i got a little bit of experience in every situation i will say that <laughs> my favorite stations were um being on the register and doing the kind of pre-dressing situation only because I was like the worst. Like, don't put me on the grill and don't put me on the fries unless you wanted something to go wrong. <laughs> but they were always like, Sierra, your smile, like go to the register. Like people like to talk to you. And I was like, dope, I will stay here until you need me somewhere else or I'll go clean. But yeah, we also got free food every shift. So oh, I love five guys. This sounds delightful, actually. <laughs> yes, it was so good. Um, yeah, so good. Such a weird summer. I definitely had that whole, like, you smell like fast food thing. Um, you know, my feet were hurting from standing the whole day. And I just remember being like, you know, greasy and you had to like, wear the special shoes because like the floor, which is always covered yep. and stuff. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah, that was my first job. <laughs> Oh my gosh. What a fun first job to have. And to be able to work the cashier station is always fun to be able to interact with people and yeah, talk to others. It was That's fun. great. It's really sweaty. I'm just like having flashbacks right now. <laughs> I remember how hot it always was and just the smells. <laughs> and You're talking about this. And even though it wasn't my first job, I worked food service in college. And I, as soon as you started talking about like the smells and how like you'd start to smell like the restaurant when you left. And I remember feeling like the sweat that was coming out of my body was, was like, like burgers. Fries. Yeah, fries. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Whoa. But it's yeah, so true. It was, it was, I mean, like, honestly, it was a decent first job. I'm 
I think I'm going to say, I mean, it had all of its, you know, normal fast food quirks, you know, like sometimes the schedule maybe wasn't what you wanted, or maybe the customer wasn't what you wanted, or the manager. I had a manager that I clashed with a little bit more than the others, but yeah, um, it was nice, like you said, to be self-sufficient. To It was the first mm -hmm. time I was able to like, I could only drive the car if I was going to work. So I got yes. to drive myself to work and come home after like closing. And I just, you know, beginning to feel kind of grown up in a weird way. <laughs> yes, it's so true. There's something very gratifying about that first job feeling and recognizing your own strength and the ability that you have to take care of yourself. So cool. Yeah. So what was your first job? My first job was working at Justice, the clothing company in the mall. So it was right after it was rebranded from Limited 2. And I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. It was really busy. All of the girls who worked in the store were, we were all pretty much the same age. And we just bonded really well, which was a lot of fun. One thing I do remember is actually I had a friend send me a TikTok last week of all of the clothes that Justice sold in like the year, whatever year it was. And I just remember how tough it was to hang up all the clothes and to keep things folded all the time. So trying to keep up with all of the, the folding and the greeting, but I really loved it. Um, I think one of the, my biggest realizations that I had, like biggest life lesson is that I would get paid, but it was right next to the food court. And we've talked about pretzels before on here. And I had no qualms about going to get myself a pretzel on my break. So I probably spent most of the money that I made on food at the food court. But you know what? It was great. It was satisfying. There was something really exciting to see all the people come in and the little kids who were just thrilled. So it was a good job. And really no complaints. Honestly, the fact that you said justice is a throwback in itself, um, that and limited to like the first thing to kind of think about is I don't know why Lizzie McGuire popped in my head, but then also, um, yes, just like layered tank tops and like the short little skirts and like all of like the, the accessories. I feel like there were a lot of accessories that were a big thing um, back then. But yeah, limited to was always like that place that I wanted to shop when I was younger. And my mom was like, Mm, yes. No. <laughs> Same. I never shopped there. I just remember I got limited two clothes for my Build-A-Bear once. Like that was a big deal. <laughs> mm, yes. Oh my gosh. You had a Build-A-Bear too? Yes. Do you still have it? I do. I do. Do you? Too. Yeah. What, what bear do you have? I mean, it's just the standard like light right. brown bear. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And but, you put the little heart in it and you rub it yeah. together and make a wish. Put her name is Princess, and she's currently in her Build-A-Wear pajamas. She has, like, Valentine Day pajamas because my birthday is around Valentine's Day, and that's, like, when I got it. And um, it's pink. Mm -hmm. It's pink with red hearts, and when you squeeze her, she says, I love you. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love it. Yes. I actually, going back to your point about Lizzie McGuire, I think of her, too, with – um limited to because of all the bright um flowers and mm. they were kind of cartoonish and it always that's what it is lizzie's alter ego yeah that's exactly what yes. it was that's exactly what it is you're right you're right wow man well friends those were our first jobs and our throwback for the week but getting like just talking about 
work, like Caitlin said, and where we were in that time of our lives, we started thinking about how a lot of people are kind of coming out of college right now and looking for what's next in the world. And Caitlin and I love to reminisce. So we thought it might be fun to talk a little bit about our our post-college life and our experience, as well as to give a little bit of advice about kind of what you might expect in this stage or like how, like something that we wish we would have known then or what we took away, which is, I just said a lot of things, but yeah, let's just jump right into this conversation. Um, Caitlin, do you remember kind of what life felt like when you got back home? I do. And it's so funny because now we're about like six years out from college graduation. And after graduation, I remember very vividly leaving Luther and driving away. And it was a three hour drive to the Twin Cities. And then we flew back to Colorado from there. So it was a long trek. It's like not an easy trek to get from Luther because it was in the middle of nowhere. And I felt so emotional. Ryan was moving to Iowa to go start his first job after college. I was going back to Colorado and I had no plans that summer. Like I had no connections. I wasn't able to get a job because I wasn't on top of applying for one to be fully transparent with that. But I was hired at that point to teach. So like I had a contract, but I just couldn't get a job for the course of like two months. And it was the most lonely, isolating summer of my life. And I remember feeling depressed and anxious about a lot of things. That was kind of heavy. But I realized over the course of that summer just how important it was to stay connected to people. And all of my college friends were in the Midwest. So we had the time zone difference. Like no one really had any money to go visit each other. It was really an isolating summer. And I started to take that time though, to reconnect with my family and other friends who I still had in Denver. And I think in a lot of ways that was really foundational for where life was going, where that trajectory was. And that was totally heavy, but in order to explain how I was feeling, it was just very circumstantial as to what was going on at the time. So kind of a different feeling, but I know I'm sure there's people out there who also have traveled long distance to go to college and returning back and kind of being disconnected from where you were originally is such a weird feeling. How about you? Do you remember those feelings? Um, I just would say your feelings are totally valid. And in fact, I think that I experienced some similar feelings, a little different. You were several hours away, states away from the school that you went to. Um, But that was also part of the experience I had. And I think there was a lot of different things wrapped up into that summer. Um, I did know that I was going back to work at the job that I would work at over the summer. So nothing like permanent, but I knew I was going back to that. So like, I didn't have that feeling of like, oh, how am I going to make money? But I do think it's weird from going to, from this phase of like, freedom and this phase of just joy. I I had a really good senior year and it it was hard to make that transition back because I was going back home um, to live with my family. There's a lot of us um, in one room. So you're readjusting to like being under your mom's rules or you know, living with other people. Um, I mean, granted, I have roommates, but those roommates were people that wanted to do the same things that you wanted to do, not, you know, 
your family. (laughs) Yes. Who were also used to not living with you, right? Like they were used to not having you back in the house at the same time. And um, along with that, being away from other friends, like you said, so I, I feel like I didn't really go through this like intense mourning phase maybe because I knew that I had friends that were still at the school and kind of my whole thing was just kind of like I was able to visit more easily than you would be able to, right? Like I would go down there a lot and I spent a lot of my life in Fredericksburg. But in that, I think that I kind of, sometimes I, I think that I would have maybe went the direction that you went, or I'm glad that I was able to refocus them later on because it was hard at times to feel like I was the only one up here and all of my friends were down there. And like, you know, you get to these awkward friendship stages and phases where it's like, maybe you feel like you're making more of an effort or like, why isn't anyone visiting me? Or like, you can't just go down the hall to see your friend. So you're at home (laughs) and you're just like, what do I do? I mean, I had some friends from work, but like, I didn't really stay very connected with any of my like people I talked to in high school. So it wasn't like I like really fell back into any old patterns. It was kind of a, okay, well, what now? Like life has completely changed. And where do I go from here? Yeah. Like proximity is such a real deterrent for so many things. And I think, especially after college, like your point about going down the hallway and opening up the door to go say hi to people is Mm -hmm. There's such a big difference. It's almost like having this like emotional whiplash from like, uh, oh, I can't talk to these people because they're at work and yeah. <laughs> they're living like the adult life. Whereas we were, you know, you live kind of a flexible life, I guess, in college, right? Like study whenever you want, <laughs> go to mm-hmm. class. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like just really reminiscing some more. And I, I do think I had some of those those struggles. I think there were a lot of friendship struggles that happened kind of right after college because like you said, proximity is really a thing. So you had, there was definitely this adjustment period where it was like, okay, if we want to keep these relationships, how can we make them change and how can Mm -hmm. we have them still work in this new phase of life? Um, So yeah, that was definitely part of it. Um, For sure. You know, there were some like happy moments in that too. Like I was starting to make money because I was able to like work full time. Like it wasn't a good job by any means. Like I said, I kept my my summer job and I just kind of rolled back into being on the schedule. Um, It was in a hospital. It kind of sucked, (laughs) but it was also kind of interesting at the same time. But there's just a little bit of a new type of freedom where it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. you didn't have to do homework. You didn't have to go to class. You were making money and you got to use it. And I think the one thing that I kind of wish that I would have done differently. And mind you, these are things that your parents probably told you um, at that time was that I really felt like I didn't have a lot of money, which like could be true but I also didn't have a lot of expenses. So like, I feel like if I would have (laughs) lived life a little, a little more intentionally, if I was a little more like cautious with what I was doing, maybe then um, that would have been nice. But at the same time, like, say la vie, man, like do what you're right. <laughs> I also feel like I had a good time. I was able to travel more. I was able to do things that I had never been able to do 
up until yeah. that point because I had like disposable income. Absolutely. So, and in what a concept to have that disposable income after living on like a very limited budget all, you know, for four years or however yeah. long. And how, like, I think that was when like online shopping really took off for me and Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally with you. I agree with you. Like maybe be a little bit more cautious, but at the same time, looking back, it was great. It was worth it. You gotta oh, totally. do what gets you through. I traveled more in like the couple of years post-grad than I had in my life. And it was amazing. It was like That's one awesome. year that I went like to LA for the first time in New Orleans. And then I went on a cruise, like my first cruise like uh, maybe was like the beginning of 2016 or something. It was like something really Whoa. soon after college. I went to Jamaica, like literally I was just like, we let's just go travel. Let's spend money here. And you're right. I like that. So like I said, that it's is just a awesome. weird balance. <laughs> that is so cool. I think being able to travel afterwards is just so cool. And that, I'm so glad that you were able to do that. Now looking back, especially with COVID, <laughs> it, it may look a little bit different too. Like, thank goodness. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, but hopefully, you know, we'll be able to get back to that one day um, yeah. for all you grads out there. I would say, you know, maybe save a little coin, go somewhere fun with your friends. Cause it's also yep. a great way to reconnect with people to be like, Hey, let's go on this trip together. Um, you yeah. know, find the squad that you travel well with and find the people who are actually going to follow through because I know those people too. They're like, yeah, let's go to this place. And then does it happen? Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Um, Absolutely. Well, how cool is it that you were able to line up a teaching gig right after college? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I really feel so grateful and blessed that that door was opened up and it came about for my student teaching. So I was really grateful that that was able to happen. Um, especially because so my senior year I spent the fall semester student teaching so I was actually not even on campus until January of senior year and I only mm -hmm. spent like four months on campus so I think that also kind of made it tough to leave because I didn't feel like I had experienced all of senior year mm -hmm. but with that in mind I think too it gave me a different perspective of like I've been teaching kind of for four months at this point I can't wait to go back and start again it was mm -hmm. pretty cool yeah. yeah so when cool. did you start your job? Right. Was it right after college? I mean, yeah, I like literally picked up the old summer job I had. So like, I don't oh, really like count because awesome. I feel like it's not like it's definitely a job, but I kind of connected to what you said earlier where you were like, I wasn't as diligent maybe with finding, you know, your, your post major job. Does that For make sure. sense? Yep. Um, I think a lot of yep. my senior year, and I don't regret it, but some of the times you were like, I'm just trying to make it through. Um, you wanted to, I wanted to enjoy the now. Like I wanted to enjoy my senior year and have fun with it before really thinking about, okay, like how do I find a job that has anything to do with my psych and bio and neuro like degrees, you know? Yep. Um, so <laughs> When I was at the hospital, when I was working um, right after grad, it, it kind of was this pressure too to kind of like have one of those cool fancy schmancy jobs. Like, you know, like it was either you had a cool job or you were going into a grad program. And when I was done, I was kind of like, do, 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 uh, not sure which one I'm going to do. So neither right now. Um, 
which was interesting. I think, like I said, it was it was still a good time period. Um, but there were, I definitely hit a point where I was like, okay, like I need a big girl job. Like I got promoted at my other job. It was in a management position, which was like, felt like a step in the right direction. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I also like was kind of, I kind of wanted something that was more advanced. Um, and then, I mean, eventually I fell into the position that I am in now. So, and it has, uh, mm-hmm. some stuff to with my degree and through it, I was able to, you know, get my master's degree and stuff. So, it definitely ended up working out, but um, I think that that's something that others may struggle with or other people might not know. It's just the fact that you may not get that big shot job as soon as you leave college. Like it took me maybe a year and a half to get a, a different position that I felt like comfortable with. And it took me a while to move out of my parents' house, um, you know? So I think yeah. that society kind of tells you maybe not society maybe just like media and what you see maybe on Facebook (laughs) or like what you see on social media too might make you think like hey like after you graduate you're going to be living in New York City and you're going to be 22 years old making like 60k or more a year when honestly that might not be the case and there's nothing wrong with that like it's okay to figure out where you want to go. Absolutely. I would totally piggyback off of that. Having also lived at home right after college, it was like kind of this feeling of like, oh, did I really make it? Like, yeah, you have a whole degree and yet you're still kind of like, I'm still living at home. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's all of those kinds of feelings, I feel like too. But I mean, the reality is a lot of people go and live at home or live, you know, in a place that you know, is comfortable and they don't have to pay as much rent too. I mean, um, and honestly, it started with us, not us, us, but millennials right. were the first kind of generation. Like we're more of us. Yep. We're going back home after college and a lot of us couldn't find jobs in our fields. And I, I don't have the statistic on it, but um, yeah, millennials were kind of the start of that. It was just kind of like millennials, like or more of them are going home. And so it kind of helped destigmatize a little bit. It still wasn't ideal you know, right. like, yeah. um, but it, it was different because you kind of thought like, okay, I'm an adult now. And it's like, right. I didn't feel like an adult, you know? Like, like what step in the right direction did we make was kind of the, the feeling that I had. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Oh, you know, for sure. Well, and I think when we look at all of this, so we've experienced it, we've gone through this phase, we're probably out of more of that transitional phase right now. But what advice would you want to give to somebody who's just entering the post-grad life? I think that my biggest advice would just be the cliche to enjoy the stage that you're in, because you're not going to have that moment back. Um, I look back at that time period with a lot of fondness, but I also look back at it and with, you know, not necessarily regrets, but kind of like, oh man, there were some things that I could have done better. And um, I think that's true with like every lifetime period. But one thing that I don't regret is having fun and enjoying kind of that period and phase of flux um, and just trying to figure things out. So enjoy the stage you're in. Um, and number two would just be that it's not really advice. It's more of just to know that 
things are going to be changing around you. Um, I think post-college is really the time where people's um, life positions change the most. And let me explain, because that kind of sounds weird, but um, I think after college is when you you transition from everyone being in the same stage, like everyone was in school, right? Like up until that point. And even, you know, maybe this happened for you after high school if you weren't going to college, but everyone's at the same level. You're all seniors, you're all in school for the most part. You basically have similar life circumstances. After college is when things start getting weird. After college is when um, two of your friends are married and then three of them have babies, but then like maybe so-and-so is still out at the bar and then so-and-so was on a dating app. Like, I think that that's the point where the the life markers get all just jumbled all over the place. And it's really easy to feel like you're not living up to some arbitrary direction like that you're you maybe you're not in the same phase or the right phase that you're supposed to be in so I guess from all that I just want to say that you are where you're supposed to be no matter where that is and that it's it's going to be hard you can't really compare where you're where you are in your point of life to what it looks like everyone else is yes I could not agree with that more. I had actually just jotted down the note of don't compare yourself, but you put that so much better than I could even articulate. I totally agree with that. It's so hard not to compare yourself, especially when you're maybe not working and you're just scrolling through social media and you're not present with the people who you are used to being there. And there's a little bit of that fear of missing out, but absolutely like comparing yourself can only bring yourself down a rabbit hole that is just not worth it and where you're headed and where you're going is your own unique life path and you've just got to trust that where you're going is where you need to end up exactly yeah no, that was perfectly put <laughs> i know right yeah, after just, yeah there's just so trust many the process man i i don't know <laughs> yes absolutely trust the process and i was gonna say it too don't feel like you have to pigeon yourself into a hole of getting a job and like that has to be the be all end all. Definitely continue to look at and seek out opportunities that bring you happiness and bring you joy and find those things that really give you drive and passion because that is so important as well to continue to seek those things out. Just because you've earned the degree and you're on the job hunt or wherever you're at in that kind of stage, doesn't mean that it's going to change those passions and the, that drive that you have to follow your hobbies and your pursuits. And that's also so important to do as well. Yes, I totally agree. I totally agree. Because unfortunately, <laughs> you might be in this in this work stage for a while. Um, yep. <laughs> so don't miss out on other all the other good things that life has to offer because you are so committed to working, doing that nine to five life, you know, like, like Caitlin mm-hmm. said, also make sure you're figuring out what actually makes you happy in life and try to follow those as much as you can, whether or not you make that your job or not, like that's a whole nother discussion about, you know, why do we need to monetize everything that makes us happy or every hobby that we have? Like, we're not saying that, but definitely find ways to incorporate these happy moments because if you don't, no one else is going to do that for you. Yes. Yes. 
Absolutely. And also don't forget to just live it up. I mean, I feel like your twenties are just the best age to figure out who you are and you have so much growth that happens. I feel like just at the end of this decade, which is so weird to say, I think about how much growth has happened and it's insane. So don't underestimate yourself. Look for that growth. Take time to reflect. Yeah. Have fun. Have fun. If you are in this stage of life, co-grats, you did a really hard thing. It's really impressive to go through however many years of schooling you did to get a degree. Um, Congrats. And also know... (laughs) If you're listening out there and you are not someone that chose to go to college, babe, you're still doing a great job too. Yeah, wherever you're at, know that's right where you need to be. We're cheering you on and we're thrilled for you. All right, friends. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Virtually Best Friends Pod. If you want to connect with us, make sure you hit us up on Instagram. We are at Virtually Best Friends Pod. And if you like this episode or any of the other episodes that we have had in the past, Please, please, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We would love to know and hear your thoughts. It would be so fun to just see that. And um, yeah, share with your friends if you if you like this or take you know anything from these episodes. But we hope you have an amazing Thursday. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, friends. 